freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 220 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearms.com your nationwide hometown gun shop i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is a prepared mindset our guest is Liberty Austin. She is a social media influencer who uses her platform to advocate for conserv conservatism and self-defense and the Second Amendment. She has over 15 years experience working in the legal industry and currently works as a paralegal and writer for U.S. Law Shield. U.S. Law Shield is an organization dedicated to defending the freedom of those who exercise their right to self-defense. Liberty is also the National Field Director of the Ambassador Program for Second Amendment Institute, the SAI, which I am also a board member of. Welcome to the show, Liberty. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate you guys inviting me to come on. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. And I we were uh, commenting off air, but your shirt is so awesome. I absolutely love it. It says, thou shalt, thou shalt not try me, mood, 24-7. <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. Oh, man. And, and we also love your, your wall decor. We highly approve. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so let's dive into the SAI first. Um, how did you get involved with the Second Amendment Institute? I am on the board myself. And I love the part of their mission to restore the Second Amendment on college campuses where suddenly you, you walk from the street, cross the sidewalk, this imaginary barrier, and suddenly the Second Amendment doesn't exist for uh, grown adults who are attending classes on colleges. It's just nuts. Absolutely. Um, I was actually approached by Tyler Ibagira, who's their, um, the CEO, president of, of SAI, and I'm, a, I'm with you. I disagree that we, you know, we have to kind of start them out young and start to implement these ideas early on in the college age is perfect. You know, for them to be able to carry and spread that message um, early on is so important and valuable. Most of the colleges are, are telling people guns are bad, though. Well, from what I understand, yeah, absolutely. I think that I'm totally against that. But here in Texas, I mean, we do have a lot of colleges that where you can campus carry. Um, from what I understand, there's about 200, and don't quote me on that, 222 across the U.S. that where you're allowed to carry. But I'm sure that they get, even where they're allowed to, they get ostracized for, you know, embracing that and um, exercising that right, which is just not fair. Right. Well, for sure. And, you know, the Second Amendment isn't just about guns, and self-defense isn't just about guns. I mean, pepper spray is an important tool 
Um, all kinds of different uh, knives are an important tool, other non-lethals, and uh, the fact that colleges are, are disallowing grown adults to be able to protect themselves. I think it's showing up in the numbers of, of incidents that happen on college campuses, where if people had just been allowed to exercise their God-given right to self-defense, uh, there wouldn't be um, the, the crime that's happening on colleges. And so I, I applaud Tyler Izagari and the Second Amendment Institute for doing what they can to, um, you know, like I said, reconnect people with that right. Absolutely. So the nightly news is full of absolute craziness. We are sitting in the studio on Monday, June 22nd of 2020. And uh, the, the news is full of rioting and looting going on in some of our biggest cities across the nation. On social media, I'm seeing boisterous comments by people who, I don't, maybe they just don't know, but, you know, some of them are gun owners and they, they just are very flippant and they're like, well, I would just shoot the looters, right? And it's like, mm, wait a minute, let's think this through. Let's make sure that we're not uh, playing right into the hand of the people that hate our gun rights. So it's easy to sit behind a keyboard and type stuff like that. It's an entire, entirely different thing to actually have a, uh, to face the aftermath of having used lethal force. You work with a company called U.S. Law Shield. Can you talk to us about what happens if you actually do need to defend yourself, whether it's with a gun or some other tool? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, first, I want to address that first comment you made where people are actually typing that into social media and they don't realize that those things can be used against them later in court. Um, and I just want to give my disclaimer out there. I'm not an attorney. Um, if somebody wants to speak to an attorney about anything that I'm talking about, please feel free to contact us at US Law Shield, but I want to get that out of the way. Um, but definitely, um, if you are a gun, a uh, person that's intending to defend yourself, whether with a gun or pepper spray or any means, you should definitely read your penal codes in your state and be very familiar with those because justification is gonna play a huge role in the outcome of your case. And people aren't thinking about that when it's happening. And the aftermath is you don't expect to be toted off in, in handcuffs, but in the reality, where I work and what I see with, um, with our clients and what I've heard from our attorneys is that they do get carried away with handcuffs and we do have to go get them out of jail. So as you know, justified as you may think, even if you're in the comfort of your own home and shoot somebody or hurt somebody, you still have to prove that you are within the law to exercise that right. I don't think it's scary that, I don't think a lot of people think about that at all. So you're kind of like guilty until proven innocent? <laughs> well, yeah, it's your, there is no, um, from what I understand, I know in Texas, there's no actual statute that says like self-defense, it's murder, right? And then you have to come in with a justification of, the justification is self-defense. But you do catch that charge until you go before a grand jury and the grand jury decides whether or not they should go forward with prosecuting you. Um, but lots of law-abiding citizens here in our state um, that I've heard from our attorneys, unfortunately, have to go through that process, and they have to fight it, and it's ugly sometimes. Yeah, I remember going through a U.S. Law Shield uh, course, and they said that even what you say on 911 call, the first call that you make, that can be used against you as well. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the things I, I tell people is, um, you know, from what I hear from our attorneys is that you really just need to tell them your location. You need to tell them you need police and ambulance and that's it. Um, unless you're, you know, you need to be on the phone because you're giving directions or something. There isn't anything else you need to tell that 911 operator. And you right. need to be <clears throat> that are said on 911, um, even by our clients that we're, it's just astonishing that they don't, you're, you have adrenaline pumping through your veins. So, you know. Right. And you, you want to, you want to defend yourself while you're on the phone talking to them so yeah. that when they find out, oh, you're the good guy and no, it's not how it works. Justify your actions, right. like just there. There's a, a a lawyer here in Phoenix, and he he gets a little colorful, and he goes, "Just shut the f up." <laughs> it's like, yeah, and and but that sticks in your brain, you know, because he was colorful about it. It's like you know, you just give him the bare facts and let your lawyer fill in all of the here's why and what happened and who said what. Um, and that is going to get you uh, through things much quicker and much um, uh, easier because it's not like the movies. People think it's like the movies. The police show up. They instantly know who's the good guy and the bad guy. Good guy picks up his firearm or whatever sword or whatever <laughs> he or she had to use and walks off. Yeah, and goes home. That and goes back to their life. That is not reality. That is not how this plays out. So, um, Well, those guns have unlimited rounds too so i guess you know there is some you know you should be able to know that but it's true they they don't and uh you know when you i've, I've been a victim in a couple of crimes and i i've said some stupid stuff mm -hmm. okay you just you need to shut up like you said just <laughs> not say a word that's what attorneys are for right absolutely and you know i have this little small story i have an attorney that worked with us that told me the story about a guy who um, had an exchange with his neighbor, they were showing each other guns and the neighbor gets, you know, a little bit too trigger happy. Uh, our client gets a little bit nervous and upset, anxious, says, hey, put that down, you know, like, I'm starting to get scared. Anyway, um, gunfire is exchanged. The person, the other person is dead. Um, and while he's giving a statement to the police, he says something along the lines of, well, I still, because he shoots him with an AR-15, I still love my AR-15. Well, come prosecution, the first day of court, across the screen, what are the words that are there? I still love my AR-15, because you never know, those prosecutors might be, you know, a anti-gun. You don't know who you're going to get. Um, but stories like that, that I've been able to see that really have reinforced the fact that you just have to be quiet. Right. Don't um, get your attorney yeah. for sure and that is to bias the jury and make it sound like well i love my air 15 more than life you know more than that guy's life and it's like that, that's not even what happened but this throwaway statement ended up being the headline right the entire thing where it's just boom right there i still yeah. love my air 15 so you just have to be careful what you say um the great thing about a program like Law Shield is that you get access to that attorney immediately. So call 911, hang up, call your attorney. Absolutely. And he'll start to give you the information that you need. Um, For sure. You know, I like, I even hate when people have these signs that say, we don't call 911. I'm like, mm, right? 
don't, it can be used against you. Yeah, it really can. That, that could come back to boomerang on you. So surviving a crime reshapes a person's life and outlook in innumerable ways. And one thing that we see very often is that people who have uh, might have previous to a life-threatening event been against owning tools of self-defense. Um, now coping with fear by empowering themselves through the self-reliance and guns. And we see millions of first-time gun owners flocking to gun stores and training facilities. U.S. Law Shield should be an important tool in their toolboxes as well. So talk to us about all the things that U.S. Law Shield does. So U.S. Law Shield, we like to think of all of our members as family. Um, and mainly the attorneys that started that program, they're so passionate about defending um, people that choose to defend themselves. And I think what, how that came along, so the story goes, is that you know, after years of these defense attorneys, former defense attorneys cashing in, taking thousands upon thousands of dollars in retainer fees, they still see the client get screwed over um, in the process. So that's kind of where Lewis, US Law Shield was, was born out of. But, um, this program is essential for not just if you're a gun owner, especially if you're a gun owner, but if you're a person who plans on defending yourself, if you take that into consideration at all, then you're going to want to know the repercussions of that. And you want to have a plan. Like myself, I, I want to have a plan of how that's going to go down because I do intend to defend myself. Um, you know, my life is valuable and I don't want to just not say that I'm not going to do that, but I want to think it through. And a lot of people don't have a plan. So U.S. Law Show kind of helps you plan, whether it's a question that you may have of where can I carry legally? Can I carry up to my kid's school? Whatever. Law Shield is a friend. They're right there to mentor you all along the way, which is just a wonderful thing to have. It's a wonderful resource. Um, now, we were just thinking about that. We're members of U.S. Law Shield and we were traveling and so, you know, you, you wonder, is it covered in another state? Yes. Right. <clears throat> state program. Um, I also travel a lot as well, um, but you can also contact your attorney prior to leaving, contact our member services and say, hey, is the state that I'm going to, what do I need to know? I'm taking a gun with me. So you can get cover all your bases before you, you hit the road. Um, and, you know, there's people up, upstate, obviously, you know, you cross a border, you cross a state line, and that's it. You're, you're in a felony, and you're going to jail for a really long time. So it's really important to take that seriously. Right. Yeah, it so is. So, Liberty, what, what got you involved in firearms? So I, myself, am a survivor of a crime. Um, you know, I, I guess I wasn't, we weren't anti-gun family, but it was more like the boys kind of did the gun thing and the girls didn't. Um, in my family. So it wasn't something that I grew up with, you know, that I was used to. But um, becoming a survivor of a crime, I actually lived with, I was staying with a sister and a cousin and um, a serial rapist at the time broke into our apartment and raped my sister. Um, it's a horrible event that just changed all of our lives. And um, basically shaped me to who I am today. So I had to find guns as a solution for my anxiety. Um, and it was a solution for me to be able to sleep at night. I just, nothing was helping me. Um, until I got hold of a firearm, I really wasn't sleeping. I, I can't tell you just how much relief and just, it was great. It was such a therapy for me. And that might sound weird to some people, but that is what worked for me. 
Well, you understand because you went through it and there's a lot of people out there that think, oh, this, that had never happened to me. And we've interviewed quite a few people who became victims and then decided, you know what, I'm going to take control of my life and I'm not going to be a victim anymore. And it's just a shame that people have to go through that process before they realize that their body, their body is theirs and they have the right to control, you know, to, to control what happens to their body. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that, that we, you know, people don't wake up and say, you know what, something could happen tomorrow. I should be prepared. Right. And, and what you said is so right. You lose your power. You lose a sense of power. And it's stripped from you. And everywhere you go after that, you just feel so victimized. It's a mindset, truly, until you can regain your power through, hey, I'm not going to become a victim next time. I'm going to fight. I refuse to become a victim and stick to that. It's so important. Well, I applaud that. I'm so sorry for what happened to your sister and and how traumatizing for for you and your cousin. Um, But I, I really, I think that, not only by empowering yourself, but also by be, becoming an influencer and helping other people also f- discover possibly this is a way that they wouldn't have thought of before to move forward in their life and to be a, a survivor and have that survivor mindset instead of the victim mindset. Um, so I really applaud that. And then to also give them that extra tool of, of the, the legal aspect of the, the U.S. Law Shield. I think that's amazing because all of that helps the work that, that we do as advocates, of Second Amendment advocates, because the safer everybody is, the more responsible gun owners are. It gives the other side that hates our rights and hates the tools that we use to enact our rights, gives them a lot less um, opportunities to even have anything to say about what we do and what we own. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I always say that influencing um, is a form of activism as well, because, you know, we are showing the population how it is to be a gun owner, what a gun owner looks like. You might not expect that. You might not expect to see me as a gun owner, but that's what I want to put out there and normalize um, for everyone. So for sure. I know I've got this whole polka dots are my camo my little patch here. And it's because people wouldn't naturally look across the room and peg either you or I as one of those crazy gun people, right? We're just normal. I don't, I don't know how to relate to that because I'm an old gray guy. (laughs) They know I have a gun. (laughs) You know, so how do you, how do do I, how do you make me understand that? Being underestimated has a lot of power. It does have a lot of power. You know, there's nothing like the power of feeling that I could be with her and I know that she can protect me too. It's cool. And my daughter as well. Well, you know, I have a 10 year old little girl and she always tells me sometimes we'll end up somewhere dark at night or something in an unfamiliar area. And she'll always ask me, mom, do you have your gun? I'm like, wow. no, I got, <laughs> you know this, but I love it that she's already conditioned to that. That is a tool for defense. And I love it. It's just, it's, Great. She's being aware of her surroundings, right? And she knows the key. A way to protect yourself. Absolutely. Um, so we talk fairly often on this show about the dangers of red flag gun laws. Uh, how does treatment, people that end up with PTSD, a lot of times if people have been in abusive relationships, people have been through a trauma like yourself, like your sister, like your cousin, uh, PTSD is a, a something that happens 
right? And then you get uh, treatment for that. That treatment can actually prevent you in the eyes of others from uh, having your, your gun rights. So talk to us about, you know, how, how those two things interact and intersect together. I think for me, um, and, and I'm sure this is for you too, if somebody's going to deem me defective mentally, what's the standard for that? By what standard are you operating? And there is no standard. And so I'm one of those people that is against any gun regulation at all. And so some people will say, well, that's not, you know, some things are not necessary or whatever. No, because that is going to basically disarm me at some point. Um, because if you are treated for something, depending on what state you live in, you could be considered mentally defective. And, and that is something that's going to keep you um, in a dangerous situation, exposed without a firearm. And for me, that's my worst nightmare. And I think that that would discourage a lot of women who maybe think like me to get help. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and I do have PTSD, suffer from PTSD from, from what happened. And it's something that I have to kind of like keep under control and, and, do a lot of self-care because it is something that I, I do fear that one day, you know, these gun, gun grabbers get their way is going to limit me. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't, I'm not for any type of gun regulation whatsoever. Let me you put you, get... wait, wait, I have to put her on my hero list when she says <laughs> things like that. It's true. You know, Cause uh, you know, the, the gun grabbers are looking for any reason they can possibly, and they try to make it look like it's, oh, it's great. It's for the children. It's for this. And it really doesn't solve the problem. No. You know, it just doesn't solve the problem. The family, if you have somebody in your family that is suicidal or that it looks like it's a threat to somebody, then you as a family member would take that person and, and protect them. Um, if, if they take all my guns away because they deem me crazy, well, I still have hammers chainsaws and cars and everything else. So what difference? Plus I still have guns they don't know about. So <laughs> what does it matter? What does it really matter? That's not going to solve the problem. No, absolutely not. And I just, um, I'm, I'm of the same complete same mindset. You know, I just don't, I don't believe that anybody can set that standard for any individual. It's such a broad statement. What does right. that even mean? And with red flag laws, if I were to go seek a counselor and maybe I was feeling a little down that day, is that going to give them the perception that I am a threat to myself? Um, and I just can't, I can't even handle thinking about. Well, the next thing, I'm sorry. The next thing the leaders would do is say, you know, redheaded kids, they're a little more ambitious yeah. than others. Fill in maybe the they blank. shouldn't have, they yeah. shouldn't have a gun or Maybe because you're brown, you shouldn't have a gun because, so you start this and it's just going to open a big box of other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why all gun laws are infringements. And what did our constitution, our bill of rights say? Shall not be infringed. How there's, about we go back to that standard? That there's would be no amazing. exception clause in there? No, there's no asterisks. I've looked several times, right? Yeah. Uh, unless somebody does something horrible with a firearm. Nope. No, that's not in there. Unless your neighbor's nervous that you own firearms. Nope. <laughs> that's not in there. Absolutely not. If you don't like somebody, you're, you know, you just can't. You can't put those restrictions on any, anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for the example that you're setting for your daughter, for the next generation. That is so important. 
Um, thank you for the work that you're doing as an influencer, because like you said, influencing is advocating, right? If you're being an advocate, when we influence, we're using the positive. Instead of saying the things we hate, we're saying the things we love, right? And, and so using that positive uh, advocacy. Uh, so how do people reach out? How do they follow you? How do they learn more about U.S. Law Shield? So uh, they can reach out to me on social media. My Instagram handle is Liberty Austin with an Liberty with an E. Um, go to uslawshield.com and you can actually sign up for the program online and get all kinds of great information. There's all kinds of videos made by attorneys with what if situations that just you can just watch all day. So there's a lot of good information there as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much. We'll definitely have you back on and I'll see you at the, probably at the next uh, Second Amendment Institute board meeting. <laughs> much back to you. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, man. Ten-year-old kid asking, Mom, do you have your gun today? Because she understands yes. how valuable that is as a tool against the evil that walks among us, because the fact is, is evil walks among us and right. we can't always know who that is and when danger is going to strike. But if we are just prepared, if we have that prepared mindset. And I love, like you said, the 10 year old, she's already got that prepared mindset. Right. And you know, the deal about the U S law shield, uh, there's so many things can trip you up mm. when, you, you know, first of all, you're, I mean, look what's happening to the police right now. Yes. And they've got video cameras running and right. the whole thing. And, and they're still and they're still being they're still being charged. I'm not I'm not saying any any one case, mm -hmm. but they're being charged with murder and being charged with libel, all these things. You have one second or less mm -hmm. to react to somebody when you have a, a firearm, you have one second or less. Now, how are you going to put all this together? The, the perception is if you have a threat that is going to endanger your life or one of your loved ones, mm -hmm. that you can react on whatever is needed to stop that threat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have some kind person that says, you know what, I'm going to aim for the lower part of his body. There's less vital organs there. It should stop him. You think that's a good thing. You could go to jail for that. Because the law says, and I'm not an attorney, and I'm not playing one on TV, but the law says that, like in, at least in Arizona, you cannot, usually you cannot use deadly force unless your life is in danger. And if your life is in danger, you cannot shoot somebody's arm intentionally. That's true. Or shoot somebody's leg. Or, and if you think you can shoot the gun out of his hand, yeah. Maybe you've watched a few too many movies, right? Yeah, back to the whole movies. Right. I mean, I'm not saying you can't, but it's just, just don't you that. don't have the time to remember one second. Right. And you are responsible for every projectile that comes out right. of the end of that firearm. And so you have and behind to, it. Yeah. yeah, you behind have to target. know what's in front of you and what is behind that, that target. And you, the last thing you want is to try to be stopping a threat to your family and then end up accidentally harming your family because maybe you were trying to do the tricky shot and hit him in the leg or, you know, whatever you just, if it's important enough, if it is dire enough that, um, deadly force is warranted, 
then you have to use deadly force. Right. In, 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 in the, the movies, story. in the movies, they and have what they we pray we never do. Right. I mean, we, right. we own tools of hunting. We own tools of sport. Right. We own tools, tools of self-defense. And we hope that we never have to use one in that last category. Right. And for all you movie lovers out there, I just, you know, some may not be aware of this, but I've been on site in some movies. They have what they call a script and they know what's going to happen before it happens. So they're able to respond quickly because they can look it up in the script and they go action. That guy does this. You do this all perfect, right? In real life, the only script you have is your training. That's it. You just have your training and you've got that one second. You can't say, you, you know, hold on, wait, cut, cut, violent person, cut, just a second. Okay, if I shoot you in the chest, then it's going to go through because I have these bullets. And no, you can't do that. You only have a second. So get U.S. Law Shield. It will help you. And plus the training that they have. Oh, train, right. train, train. And then train some more. That's right. 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 All right. Well, it is time to roll on out of here. I want to obviously thank our amazing listeners, the people that watch us on Ops Lens. Yes. That's an app on your phone, a free app on your phone. Lots of great shows on there, including Gun Freedom Radio. Do we have, do we have a commercial on there for AZ Firearms? We're fixing to. Oh, we've got this fantastic. That, two, that means soon. That yes. it's coming soon. We yeah. have two fantastic commercials that they're fun to watch. They're really fun. They anyway. really are. We have one that's very family oriented. It's, it kind of tells the story of this is a gun shop owned by a family. And then there's one that's all, you know, kind of action packed and um, shows that's owned a by a family. <laughs> yeah. It has, a, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's about the tools. It's very, very exciting. Um, Abigail Hall photography did an amazing job of, uh, shooting the footage and then crafting them into these messages. But anyway, yes, that sh those will be airing soon. We've played them a couple of times on our um, social media. So uh, take some time and check those out. But whether you are watching us like video form on OpsLens app, on YouTube or on GunStreamer, or whether you are, you know, you've, you just got us in your earbuds, it's audio only, and you have, you've gone to our website, to listen to the, the shows, we value that so much because yes. your time is your most finite and precious resource. And uh, when you spend it with us, it, it, that's such an honor. Um, and so to find us on our website, you go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the On Demand tab, binge listen to your heart's content. You can click the Guest tab and see um, photos and bios and uh, links to all of the guests we've ever had on. It is a tremendous resource. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. Hey, I just wondered, is there a comment page? Our comment page, the best way to do that is just to email us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com um, or on our social media, definitely comment there. Right. But so if you have a guest. Respectfully, that, right, right, thoughtfully. Right. Right. No trolls. And That's have, no fun for anybody. You may have a guest that you want to hear. Yeah. We'd be Request. happy to uh, to do that. Absolutely. So. And thank you to our awesome guest, Miss Liberty Austin. Love what she's doing. Um, love what she stands for. That's fantastic. And until next time, what do we do, Dan? We pray for our country we really hard. We right do. now, especially, we pray really hard for our country. Yeah.
and the little pygmies and oh what is that how does that <laughs> what is that guy uh larry um, the cable guy larry the cable guy he's so funny pray for our leaders oh do i i'm gonna be dan uh what about those ones i don't like cheryl do i have to pray for them yes you have to pray for those as well do i have to pray for all of them all of them except that one even the ones i don't like no you don't have to you don't have to don't especially have to pray the, for the ones i don't like <laughs> anyway pray for your leaders god bless have a great day that was that was pretty good i be, just threw you off that's all be good to i each just other. wanted to mess you up be good to each other have a great week and god Bye. bless you gotta say them all say it what never mind <laughs> are you talking to me i was talking to you couldn't hear you all right i have headphones on be good to each other have a great week <laughs>